The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey gamers, before you drop your hard-earned cash on every new game you see, why not try games before you buy them at Redbox? Rent all the hottest titles like Star Wars Battlefront for just three bucks a night. Download the app or visit redbox.com to find a location near you. Terms and conditions apply. See redbox.com for details. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 Beyond, man. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 420, dude. Shut up. Podcast Beyond. That was actually pretty good. Yeah. He turned the word beyond into bong, which is yeah. when you smoke marijuana. For it's those like of you who are familiar, the, the, number, the number 420 is the most marijuana number of all time, according <laughs> yeah. to somebody who did it one and time. That, for those of you wondering, yes, that's all the homework and prep work that Max has done for the show this week. <laughs> Went entirely into the number. <laughs> We're the 420th most popular was PlayStation good. podcast. <laughs> you can do it. The, the number fun yeah. PlayStation podcast all right. so the in number, the world. We're actually the number three now because of all that shit. Really? Yeah. Well, so we're Damn also it! The, the number free because where doesn't cost money. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's some stuff going on. Um, we're a little bit frazzled because we're going into Thanksgiving this week, and um, yeah. we're recording this a day earlier than we usually do. So if something yeah. huge happens, if someone dies or someone's born. We apologize for not yeah. covering it. Wow. Who, who would be born for us to cover? <laughs> <laughs> the heir to the Tretton fortune. Yeah, the we, next uh, Mahatma. Yeah, I guess if we, she uh, had a kid, we would cover it. We mostly spend Mondays kid. yawning. Kid. We <laughs> absolutely would not do the show a day early or late if she, had, if she had, had a kid. He has kids. We didn't. We haven't covered those stories in the past. It's a private, personal matter. For great a, job, a great everybody. man. Hi, Podcast Beyond. I'm Max Scoville. That's Marty. That's Hi. Brian, and that's Andrew. Hey, hey. Brett. Hey, hey, Brett. Hey at the same Thanks time. for joining me, yeah, folks. I've been on a couple weeks. I missed this. I know. Yeah. Well, we missed miss you. you. So it's an Xbox show now. We've changed the whole thing. Oh, yeah. yeah the, Mad about Sorry, it. You brought uh, our pocket monster shirt. <laughs> I said a bad yeah, word. Sorry. Good job with that. Um, so really big news. I'm actually super excited about this. Uh, there, some guys did some science and figured out that <laughs> PS2 emulation is sort of mm-hmm. works on PS4. Yeah, yeah. I'm really yep. excited. Uh, and it kind of already started in a weird way because Super Star Wars came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean we've got these these uh, PS2 classics coming by way. That I mean that was a Super Nintendo game that was they put on there. But yeah. like we know oh, that there's also uh, there's Bounty Hunter and Race of Revenge is yes. coming and mm-hmm. apparently they work if you have that super fancy kind of hideous Darth Vader PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Starfighter, which was not a great That's game. right, Starfighter. Starfighter. But it's it's odd because it's like those aren't games you really consider classic Star Wars games by any means. No, super right. Star Wars you can put in that category. Uh, it's kind of cool to see a Super Nintendo game get put on on, uh, on PlayStation. Uh, but yep. these ones are like, huh. And I guess the guys, uh, some guys at... Uh, 
was it Eurogamer? I think they were they were goofing around. It was uh, wired. Was it Wired? It was. Oh yeah, Wired. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, Wired reached out to P- to Sony for the comment, but I think Eurogamer was. Um, they were they were goofing around with uh, with these PS2 games on PS4, gotcha, yes. and yep. there apparently there's some like it, it's apparent this is like emulation, like you know this yeah. isn't just like a proper port. This is like huh? They yeah. basically built a PS2 emulator from the ground up that runs on PS4. And if you've ever like looked into any of that with any video game system before, the general rule is that you have to be like it's like almost usually two generations ahead of what you're trying to emulate makes it easier to to actually recreate that. Uh, in the case of Xbox 360 and Xbox One, that's a different story. Uh, and it feels like this is kind of a response to that. Mm-hmm. I know that's not how companies operate. It's not like WWF. <laughs> yeah. But it, it does kind of feel like this is sort of like... I know uh, Sony said a few months ago they weren't really interested in looking at backwards compatibility for PS3 and PS4, but they're like, but what about PS2? Yeah. So it's well, kind of I mean, cool that's yeah. happening. It's nice, too, because like one of the only reasons I had my PS3 up until recently was for PS2 Classics. Mm-hmm. Um, really? So I'd really like to see a lot of that brought over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like in the middle of a Persona 3 playthrough, I finally just gave, yeah. gave up on and started on PSP. And, I mean, we see I mean, just yeah. analytically by by uh, the traffic that we get, uh, I guess anecdotally, and analytically, and also, analytically, analytically weirdly, yeah, yeah. Um, is like when the, when the Xbox One announced backwards compatibility at E3, it was one of the biggest stories of E3, mm-hmm. which is insane that stories about 100 old games uh, yeah. was one of the biggest stories. And then like when they finally released it uh, what, a month ago or within the last month, that list, it was huge. Yeah. That list is like huge it's on IGN. So it people still do weirdly care. is. Like, well, even I, over the weekend, that was one of the biggest articles yeah. on IGN, even though it's like a week Specifically, old. the IGN audience, too, is really into that, um, the idea of playing old stuff. I'm sure a lot of Preservation. people are. Preservation yeah. is another yeah. another great angle on this that like uh, I think a lot of people are – people look at this and they're just like, ah, oh, well, I don't really care about those old games. But it's like, yeah, but like having places where you can play those old things – uh, preserved in time is actually whether or not you're interested personally in replaying them. It's an important thing for our medium to even have. Well, and like, like yeah. I mean, the PS2 is is the or is the second uh, best-selling console of all time. Mm-hmm. No, it is the best-selling yeah. console yeah. Of all time. over the Wii. Huge, right? I believe so. We mm-hmm. came close. I believe it's still PS2. Yeah, yeah. By far, yeah. So this is the this is of any console. This is the one that the most people will have played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and there's yeah. a massive, massive library there, which is yeah. cool. And uh, it's interesting. Obviously, obviously, a lot of people are going to be like, "Why isn't PS? Why don't PS3 games work?" And it's yeah. because it's an entirely different architecture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. yeah, and it really is like yeah. with cells mm-hmm. specifically too. Yeah. And it's, I, just, it's also great because like. I mean, I know a lot of people, the issue with like, the Xbox One and 360, like what's exciting there is that like maybe you still have your old system, you don't want to throw it out, and you got all these games for it. Now it's like, oh, I don't have to, I can get rid of my system, but I can keep some games that I like. Mm-hmm. In this yeah. case, I think it's almost more exciting because these are games that I assume most people have probably gotten rid of, you know, maybe yep. except for, you know, select favorites. Like you can go to Goodwill and find PS2 games. Yeah. Finding like PS3 games, a little bit more difficult, you yeah. know? Yeah, I'm but curious whether sold this, way less. I'm, I'm, I'm curious whether this is going to mean you can actually insert a DVD. Like a, a PS2 no, no game, way. or if this is just going to be like they're going to open up a store. So no actually, way. I would imagine it's going to be exactly the same as on PS3. It'll be PS2 classics that you can buy from PSN, um, and the same how you can buy like PSP games on Vita. Um, I think just bringing PS2 classics <laughs> back with trophy support would actually be awesome because on PS3, awesome. like you know, you can play a PS2 game and it runs great and it's fine, yeah. um, but you kind of enter that different environment and like uh, same thing like on like I'm playing like I said I'm playing Persona 3 Portable right now on Vita. And you can still, you know, everything works. You can suspend and resume. You can do everything you would do with the Vita. It treats it like a normal app that's running. Your friend notifications still pop up, all of that. But you can't cloud save. So it's like if for some reason that got corrupted, mm-hmm. I would just lose my save immediately. And I think there and there's no trophies for it. So I think, like, going back and adding that stuff for some of these games, like, as minor as it is, would just be a nice touch. And I think, right. like, it... it 
those games are still kind of expensive. Like, it's mm-hmm. still, like, 20 bucks to get uh, certain games, so it would be nice to have that little added, at least I'm getting, feeling like there's some kind of digital yeah. reward so what's, for getting what's the What's the sweet spot price-wise for you guys if this if they do release PS2 Classics? like I don't know. This is this is always weird, right? Like, I, n- I never know how these things are priced. Like, if you look at the um, the pricing structure that Nintendo uses on their, their things, NES games are 5 bucks. Uh, nope. Genesis games are eight bucks, and uh, Super NES. You mean Super NES games are eight bucks, or yeah, and Genesis also actually. Um, and N- Nintendo sixty four games are ten dollars. So yeah. Nintendo sells Nintendo sixty four games now. Mind you, there's only like two or three on the service mm-hmm. that you can, or a few on the yeah. service that you can buy for ten dollars, and that's the same generation as the PS two. But I feel like I no, don't it's the same generation as the PS one as the PS one. Yeah. That's right. So I feel like I don't know what like. Do you charge fifteen? Is it twenty? Like, you ha- you cannot charge fifteen. No. Like no, we're no. getting brand new yeah. game of the year caliber games. For Everybody got on the Rapture was twenty. Yeah, like, there's no way. I feel like I think, twenty is the max you can charge. I would for certain games. Like again, I paid twenty for Persona Three Portable. Like I mean, like there are certain games where like I feel like it. You know, if I'm going to spend a hundred hours worth it, I don't really I mind. Think, I mean, they were selling Super Star Wars for ten dollars the other day, right? That's yeah. a Super yeah. Nintendo. That was an updated one, though. You know, that's yeah. not just... Yeah. It's and like that's a, a full, like, port, yeah. Yeah, I think that I, I get that. Also, you're paying for a license there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, if it's Sony, if it's Sony games. I mean, they, I imagine there was probably some headache of getting the rights from the uh, Super Nintendo game to bring it over. Right. You know, it's kind of... Yeah, I'm one of those things. If if they're five bucks, I'm much more likely to spend a hell of a lot of money on a yep. bunch of $5 games than if they're right 15 or you. 20 I might not buy any. There's if a big, I, yeah. I, I don't think there's any universe in which PS2 games will be five dollars each. Yeah. I think ten no. will be the sweet so- speed spot. I've, and I've, even then, that'll be, probably be a little bit. I would under. expect them to be fifteen or twenty, but hopefully they're kind of incorporated in that, like flash sales and stuff. Right. Like I mean, like Persona 4 Golden's I think nine ninety nine right now, and yep. like they do all these or incredible deals. How awesome would it be if you every month we got a free PS2 game for that's Plus? What that I was would be really awesome. cool. That's yeah. awesome. That I like really that cool. idea a lot. Yeah. yeah. So what? Let's let's. I don't know, of, of the PS2 games that really haven't been, because a lot of the classics have been uh, reissued on PS3, like Shadow yeah. of Classics yeah. and Eco mm-hmm. and yep. Metal Gear games. Yep. Or uh, even like stuff like GTA 3 where it's like it's on yeah. iPad. So yeah. it's like totally. it's not on PS4 necessarily, but it's like I can play it on a modern thing if I want yeah. to. So I mean, yeah. which, I don't know, which games do we want? You already mentioned Persona 3. Yeah, Persona 3 FES would be awesome because, uh, yeah, you know, you can get portable and play it on Vita, but FES has like the answer and has a bunch of extra content. It's sort of like the equivalent of Golden. Uh, I like that game a lot, and then I feel like you're going to make fun of me for this one, but actually Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man oh, yeah, no, I'm going to make fun of you for that. That's Man. awesome. You know, I was, like, always, I was always curious about Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah. which yeah. was the one that wasn't a movie tie-in, but yeah. apparently it was, was like kind of so-so. Yeah. yeah, that was the comic one. I was just yeah. curious I like about all been, Like, I played... I. It's this weird thing where I've always been trying to recreate that high of Spider-Man 2. Like, yeah. I played... actually got played a lot of Spider-Man 3, and I played uh, Shattered Dimensions, and like all those Spider-Man games that came out after... I mean, um, and I think two is the only that might still be one of my favorite open world games ever because yeah. the swinging is like perfect. Yeah. Yep. Honestly, until Arkham, that was probably my favorite superhero game. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah sure. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, and that swinging mechanic. The guy who designed it is now. I think he launched a Kickstarter and he's making mm-hmm. this indie game. It's all designed around that swinging mechanic. Yeah, that Kickstarter campaign was really weird because it was like back in the earlier days of Kickstarter where there were kind of no cops and like that the goal was like one dollar or something and so yeah. it like hit its goal immediately and then flew past it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting uh, that nobody has been able to replicate that mm-hmm. super well. Because they don't have that guy. You need that guy. Yeah, he's, yes. yeah that's, he's the, the, that's the rope master. You don't make yeah. an open world rope swinging game without the <laughs> rope master. <laughs> it's lots of ropes. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm less concerned with the classics. You know, like I know there's obviously they do get remastered. We get the HD Criterion Collection stuff. But I'd, I'd like to see some kind of so-so games. 
you know, like more out of curiosity for kind of the ruby tinted glasses of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simpsons Hit and Run. I remember having fun <laughs> yeah. with that. Yeah, like yep. that's not a perfect game by any means, but that's a fun game. Yeah, I'd totally. pay seven bucks for that, and, especially if yeah. it's cleaned up a little bit too. Mm-hmm. You know, like or at least just running in in widescreen and it yeah, just looks yeah. gorgeous. That was the one that was like GTA, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm. I'm I don't know, like there's so, there's so many that I missed out on just because that was like you know PS2 was kind of out of tight when I was preoccupied with mm-hmm. a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always I always had friends. Uh, I never had a PS2 actually. I always had friends who had a PS2, and they always liked games that I didn't. So it was sort of just like, eh, yeah, all right, you know, totally. My friends well, also like Dynasty like, Warriors. I don't yeah. stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest gem, they're gems is the word we're for, but the the ones that I think people would think of are mostly out there, like Metal Gear and like you said, Eco mm-hmm. and of the Classes and Final Fantasy X yeah, and, and like Jack all these trilogy things. and all the Ratchet games, exactly. And Sly like games. so many of those things have already come to PS4 natively that it's weird thinking about like what I would want. In its original form. Because yeah. keep in mind, these are just going to be like throwing the disc into a PS2. Like, it's not like these are going to be like updated graphically or anything totally. like that. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mosquito. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. What about Mr. Mansquito? What else what we got you going on? on? Uh, oh. I picked Lego Star Wars and nice. Killer 7. Killer 7 is one of my favorite games. The PS2 port's not the best one. Yeah. Um, the GameCube Game version actually is yeah. the best because the PS2 one has like FMV cutscenes instead of them running in real time off engine. Yeah, um, and it's got worse load times, but maybe some of those things can be fixed mm-hmm. in 2015. Uh, I also like I, I've mentioned that game a couple times in this show. I really like it. It's very special and it's dead. And it's singular. Like nothing else is like it. Yeah, there's nothing else yeah. like it. It's just a really cool experience. And the Lego games, I feel like Lego Star Wars is one of my favorites. I replayed it recently on 3DS. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's like when it's it's hard to go back and play very old games. Both of these games actually are very low poly, mm-hmm. which makes me feel like they would hold up better in 2015 than stuff that was sort of trying to be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anything that's that was thriving, thriving also, to be the most realistic. We forget this, game. but we were totally all playing on CRTs back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's amazing yeah, how seriously. much that that little bit of a fog and this, yeah. the scan lines kind of obscures some really hideous design. Yeah, totally. Yeah, especially on PS2, which wasn't the greatest at anti-aliasing. Ooh, Just, I want Star Wars Demolition. That was, wait, that was oh PS1, I think. No, uh... Yeah, it was, was PS1. It? I don't even think I had that. Was, that was, I don't know what that is. Yeah. That's that Twisted like Metal with Twisted Star Metal Wars. One. Oh, really? Ooh, yes. that is it, are they all game. ground vehicles? Uh, more or less, I mean, there's no flying. I remember like an ATST. I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that sounds like, great. Slave awesome. one cart, I think. No, like no, no, no. It was just Boba Fett. Was it? Like, he was the only one out of vehicle, Boba but he was just <laughs> flying around on a jetpack. It was wow. It was super dumb, yeah. but it was really like it was really fun. It came out around the same time as Super Bombad Racing. That's Uh-oh. a PS2 Ooh, game yeah, I play for ten good. minutes. That's throw the trash. Yeah, let us know. Let us know what PS2 games you want to see on PS4. This is pretty cool that this is happening. I've always wanted just a one console to sort of be that definitive library box. and we're not. Not there yet, but it'd be cool if PS5 could play every game up until PS5. Yeah, you know? I mean that's I mean, what people what, keep saying about NX and stuff too. Yeah. Like, yeah. one yeah. can dream, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's and it's also there's just certain games that just sort of got lost to time. Like, I mean, the two that came to mind for me were, I mean, no pun intended, but Time Splitters. Like that series yes. was great. I yeah. love Time Splitters, I love Future Perfect. Game. Like the, the multiplayer was so Things good. So the campaign good. was so yeah. funny and just like tossing you across time. And like a bunch of us are playing a ton of Battlefront right now, yeah. which is a pretty accessible, straightforward kind of casual first-person shooting experience, which mm-hmm. is really fun. Uh, it totally reminds me of the way I used to play yeah. Time Splitters. Totally. Which was just, like, have a few drinks and then fire it up with my friends yeah. and just, like... <laughs> Uh, it's so funny for me because I remember playing Time Splitters as like a very young, like a high school student. Or <laughs> Time Splitters so like, 2 was uh, out when I was in college. Yeah. Wow. So I was definitely... Play- that was the one where the, with the monkeys and the time travel stuff, yep. right? That was all of them. Okay. Yeah. I was yeah. That. <laughs> that was, I was the one like, with the splitting. I was yeah. like time splitters and time crisis mixed up. Uh, 
<laughs> just like, man, you guys had 275 to play that game. I was like, to go down to the Cineplex and pop pumpkin quarters. Yeah. Played that game. Crazy. Uh, the other one that came to mind was Mark of the Cree. I don't yeah. know if you guys remember that. That mm-hmm. had one of the coolest. It was like a, you're playing like a Disney animated movie and had one of the best combat systems. Um, and that's just something that, again, that studio doesn't, or that like franchise just doesn't exist. And I sort of get shades of it with Wild, the Michelle and Saul game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird uh, until, I don't know why that reminded me of all things, but actually a big thing I would want on this list is uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Because they have, even though they released those collections for PS3, they haven't come over to PS4. Yep. So yep. I would actually just be fine playing the originals. They don't have to be updated or anything. Do you guys remember that game Disc Read Error? <laughs> oh yeah, that was a really good one. <laughs> that that was yeah. uh, that was the most played game on my first PS2. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so Mall Rats um, the DVD. <laughs> uh, here's some news. There may be more Bioshock on the way. Take Two Interactive CEO Strauss Zelnick <clears throat> has called the series unquestionably a permanent franchise. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, this is your favorite. This is your favorite thing, right? Yeah, God, they've talked about this before a little bit. Um, I, I mean, we all assume it's in development somewhere. It's this <laughs> weird thing where like two came in, who made Bioshock Two is gone. Uh, they kind of became, for the most part, Hangar Thirteen, uh, which is making uh, Mafia Three oh. and Vodka. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Two uh, K Australia helped on all those games. They're now defunct. Uh, Irrational. They're now defunct. So it's like this interesting thing where like. I don't want to get excited for Bioshock until I know who is doing it. Right. Because I totally believe that it's out there somewhere being made. Um, you think there's a Bioshock game being made right now? Yes. I, at least in pre-production. Yeah. Totally. I absolutely do. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you guys don't – you just don't know which studio. Bioshock, yeah. the iOS trading card game. Yes. Damn it. Perfect. That Vita I, game's still on the way too. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean that's I what happened. When, when Ken Levine holds up a Vita – It's when you know it's real. It's, it's got to be real. And shows the logo that he had – on his computer. Man, I really, I just, whoever's making it, I, I almost wonder if it'll even be an owned 2K studio. Like, I can see them finally deciding to, like, outsource it to somebody. Right. Um, but, like, I just want to know what it is. Like, I'm very excited. I don't know if you remember the Infinite announced trailer where it's a fake out and it uh, it looks like you're in Rapture, but it's actually a fish tank. And then a handyman crushes the fish tank. Um, right, it's, right. Like, I just love that. And I love, I would hate to see them go back to Rapture or Columbia. Yep. Like, I think whatever it is, just start That's, new. I don't need anything beyond very light yeah. Easter eggs mm-hmm. and references to the original the Bioshock game. The worst thing that series did was, I think, have a sequel. I mean, it was sort of that, is it a, is it a sequel with Bioshock 2? But, like, the whole thing is it's an alternate universe, you know, or alternate realities. Yeah. yeah Why not, like, I mean, go anywhere, anywhere new. Anywhere and that was the new. thing. Yeah, I like, mean, that was just being able to reuse assets. Though. That yeah, was exactly right. Like, 2K Marin has bred some of the most incredible talent in the industry. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, the people who worked there have gone on to do so many cool things yeah. and so many cool studios. Um but that game very much felt like a mandate to me. It felt mm-hmm. like, oh, you like Big Daddy's now you play as one, and there's multiplayer, and mm-hmm. it was just very and much a like girl. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> a lady daddy now. There's a big mommy. You can fight forty of her in some leaky basement. And the thing is, you're like, a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> you bored of that? Here's another twelve hours of that. <laughs> that game. Didn't, no, I'm sorry. This story of and Max bringing that up it totally evokes the just that the really just not. Not bad, but just fuck, just really just <laughs> flatline dead memories I have of Bioshock 2. Like, there was really, I don't know, I, I played that entire game for probably, what, 10, 12 hours? Yeah. I finished it. I don't remember any of it. Yeah. It's, it, it's, aside from they just kept throwing more of the same at you. There are parts of it that are, I think, I do think are legitimately, like, interesting and smart. Um, 
it's sort of non-canon. Like, I mean, Ken Levine hasn't really ever acknowledged it, yeah. and I guess he's the only one. But at the same time, it gave us, you know, Jordan Thomas, who's creative director on that game, who and he went on to make the Magic Circle this year, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And, but, the, I um, mean, the DLC was Fulbright. Well, like, pretty much was, all exactly. the Fulbright company. Right? And yeah. that's the thing. Like, so, yeah, Jordan Thomas went on to kind of contribute a lot of incredible stuff to Infinite before he left. But then, yeah, Steve Gaynor uh, yeah. and Carla and a lot of those people yeah. who are now at Fulbright making Tacoma – Worked on Minerva's Den, which is still probably among the best DLC yeah, ever. Um, and that story, the Charles Porter story, is incredible. You can play it, as long as you have a copy of Bioshock 2, you can play it without needing you know, to have played the game at all. Uh, that DLC as a standalone Bioshock story might be the tightest thing in that entire thing. But mm-hmm. Anyway, that aside, I, I think more Bioshock would be incredible. So I think, you, um, you're obviously the number one Bioshock fan this side of everywhere. Listen to my number one Bioshock podcast. <laughs> it's actually the number Bio two Bioshock. Bioshock with Andrew Goldfarb <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no one else. Where, would you, where do you <laughs> want to like see Ryan's it? Tesla podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's right. right. Already went, uh, we went underwater, we went into sky. Where else are we going? Earth? <laughs> Oh, Brian made a really cool feature about this way back in the you day. You and I worked on this together, yeah. right? Uh, Brian and I, it probably doesn't work anymore. It's probably like iframes garbage. Yeah. Uh, but like in 2011, Brian and I did a feature on this. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always those like, there's all this dumb, if you we, Google around. We, we pitched like an Ewok Village one, right? We did one in the trees. There was one inside of an active volcano. There yeah. was one in like a, an ice. There was the like, world is you, hell out there. Come live in this volcano with, with us. Did you guys just go with, with like video game levels? Like what goes into what, what is a Bioshock game? Like what makes it? You need a, sort of a, you need a, light, girl you need, a, lighthouse. a lighthouse. Yeah. yeah. And a, a, a girl a, with half a thumb. Some messed up guns. I mean, it's basically, weird, yeah, it's the idea a, of superpower yeah, juice. A, a questionable madman with political ambitions. Something bad. And a society that's shooting in your veins. Basically, yeah. It is uh, a society that's separate from regular society. And I think people, you would hope that it can be something as simple as, like, I don't know, I'd even be fine with it being a, a segmented part of a city. or Like, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It doesn't have to be underwater or I'm, in space I, or whatever. Like, I'm all for them getting away from the 1950s aesthetic. Again. Yeah, I mean, like, like... I feel like when they first did that, that was fine. But, like, we've had, like... Well, Columbia is more like twenties, thirties. Yeah, like, I, I'm like I'm. I go do like make a make a 1980s game. You know, well, like I make a 1980s Bioshock. 70s or an 80s game. Yeah. So awesome. 70s Bioshock, right? Set in like a gritty oh. New York or like a yes. like weird like Shadow City inside of New York. Yeah, yeah. We got and that, that's, we got that's what I want. I want exactly that. I want essentially Arkham City, but but like a, like a sectioned off part of an existing city. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I want an underwater Nakatomi Plaza from Die Hard. Perfect. Basically, they're throwing a party and there's a whole bunch of people. You have to fight, and they're what's all. What's the what's the driver's name in in Die Hard One? I want him to just be there Argyle. for no reason. Argyle. Argyle? <laughs> I, want, yeah. I want Argyle in a limo, just waiting outside of wherever the new Bioshock That'd takes be place awesome. for the entire game. No, I'm excited for this. I mean, I think there's there's cool stuff you can do there. I think, like you said, it's just it's a matter of whatever studio gets gets their hands on it, and and how willing Take Two is to let them play around with it. I think you know, I want to see. I want to see something different. I really do. And I hope that they don't make them do it in Rapture. I hope they don't make them. It starts at the lighthouses and it, it's starring Elizabeth and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I would love to just have no connection whatsoever to kind of like that true detective Fargo style thing where it's like you yeah. can, you can well, have it loosely tied. There's also like cute things where like if you do it in a city, it could be like a bar called the lighthouse that is like the entrance to the thing. Yeah. Totally. That's I, love, awesome. I love stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I just I want to see them. Bioshock now, if you just look at Bioshock 1 and Bioshock Infinite, it. I worry that they're going to do that thing where it's like almost this like by the numbers like okay like 
start and whatever it is, a lighthouse, and then you go into this remote city and there's a madman running it. Like, I kind of don't want any of those tropes. Mm -hmm. I would rather see them keep it kind of thematically, like the core ideas of kind of a separate society and, yeah, kind of like that weird, like dystopian vibe. I'd be fine with I was literally just be like, what if this time you play the bad guy? I was like, that already happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, the the idea of like a, a futuristic city that was a utopia that fell to the hands of drug addicts. Sure. Is, right. is a cool concept. Yeah. Well, so I think the, the, the thing that was missing from Infinite was that that was very clearly should have been an open world game. The whole ha- idea of having a yeah. rail system and traveling around, yeah. like, it's completely idiotic to have rail systems that just go around in circles. Like, it's like, what is the yeah. And yeah. that's right. the thing, too. Like, I think Bioshock now, again, like, I don't want them to operate within the constraints of the other games. Like, if you're going to make a, a current-gen Bioshock game, like, that's let a, it be open world. That is a franchise that works so well as an open world <clears throat> totally game. Totally yeah. that. And for backtracking, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's a game where, like, Well, especially God, if it almost has, like, Metroidvania elements to where, no, like, That's you what get, I was going to yeah. say, exactly. Like, of all, of all series, like, if you're going to do it kind of in the style of what Bioshock has been in the past, like... Yeah, like, as you learn, imagine, like, a Metroidvania, but not necessarily with weapons or plasmids, but with knowledge. Like, if you're going yeah. back to an area and just know more about it, you can understand it enough to, mm-hmm. like, explore deeper. Yeah. The key yeah. thing or, is it just it has to be interesting. Like, it yeah. has to yeah. be something you, you care about for X amount of time. Yeah. yeah, and I think, like, Infinite suffered from, if you go back to Bioshock 1 or 2, I think Bioshock 2 mechanically has it all over Bioshock 1, and they did a lot of interesting thing, things with the weapons and with kind of what you could do with plasmids. Um I'd like to see them, again, think outside the box. Like, I don't need it to just, I don't need fire. I don't need telekinesis. Like, give me something that's actually, like, fundamentally affects gameplay in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I really hope they give this to someone who is willing to take like risks and try to something. being able to run really, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That'd be a cool power to run, cool. run it real cool. fast. What about yeah. instead yeah. of birds, you could just throw a whole bunch of cats at people? Or <laughs> watermelon. You could throw, throw a murder, just throw a murder of cats. Just heavy fruits. Yeah. No, I... Uh, yeah, I, I just those environments need to be need to be like airtight. Like the first the first hour of Bioshock it's underwater. Of course, it needs to be airtight. Damn it! It's gonna get all wet. <laughs> Damn it, <Marie>. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! No, but like it, it, same with those balloons in the second in the third one, huh? Gotta you're, make sure those. You're idiots. I hate all of you. I, I think I worry. The guy in a popsicle shirt just called us idiots. <laughs> <laughs> for, me, for me, the big thing with Bioshock is obviously Ken Levine gets a lot of the credit. The writing has always been incredible in those games. But honestly, the art direction is the star mm-hmm. for yeah. me in with Rapture and Columbia. So yep. my biggest fear isn't that they can find a good writer for it. My biggest fear is that they can have that kind of incredible aesthetic. Because yeah. I feel like those are vision. married. Yeah. Exactly. And like, it's and not just also trying to trying to top the one the one hit and be yeah. like, oh, exactly. did you like bloomers and ruffles and weird steampunk guns? Well, guess what? There's more of them now. It's like, do something. Mm-hmm. Take that philosophy and, and go somewhere with it. Yep. 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 Yeah, I also, so, we were talking earlier, we think that this is a candidate for one of those games that has the fallout treatment of it gets announced at an E3 and is out that fall because yeah. of how long the uh, sort of PR cycle mm-hmm. on Infinite so was. I don't think you hear about this game for at least a year and a half. I think really? You so get not, this. no E3 2016 review. No way. I would be shocked. I think you... Oh, oh would you? <laughs> awful. All right. Just awful. Good episode, folks. Uh, tune okay. in for episode 421. No, um, yeah, I think uh, maybe E3 2017 and then it's out fall 2017 would be my total shot in the dark guest. Okay. Because I, unless they've been very quietly doing this, but, you know, Irrational dissolved in early 2014, so it's been just under two years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's enough time to have shopped it to a studio, but I would imagine it took them a long time to recruit a team. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, I just, I can't wait. I, I really am excited to see where this franchise goes. We'll see. Cool. Stay tuned. Speaking of franchises, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, more like Mankind Delayed is the name of that, that game. Uh, yeah, they moved it from uh, February 23rd, 23rd release into, wait, 
Yeah. They moved yeah, from February August, 23rd wow. to August. It's Damn, six months to the okay. day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. February 23rd was that day that it was going to be uh, Far Cry Primal, Mirror's Edge, and Deus Ex. Yep. And two of the three of those have already been delayed. Yeah. Wait, guys, I, I, I still thought, really think Far Cry will be delayed. I thought if we all pre-ordered at the same time, we could augment reality. <laughs> and <move> the, <laughs> oh, what a... What a that campaign feels even dumber now. Yeah. What, what, a, also, what, a, rough, what a rough launch for that game. Like, yeah. What, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I, I love cyberpunk stuff. I like Deus Ex a lot. I... I have lost interest. Like they've got to do yeah. some. They've got to do some magic. And to when make was me... this announced? Is this an E3 game? Mm, so, no, it was a uh, yeah. Game Informer. Game. It was a Game yeah. Informer cover. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like this just feels to me like you know you talk about PR cycles going on for a long time. Adding six months to the tail end of this is mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, I mean, it's, it's going to slip. It's going to be at another E3. Like, and that's the thing. A lot of people point out on Twitter though. It's like, what else does Square have in the fall? So in a way, it's like you know, obviously you don't delay a game for six months just for a convenient we schedule. Could have but Final Fantasy. Uh, but, but I mean, like from the West, what oh. else? I mean, like yeah, Tomb Raider will be coming to PS4. Exactly, there. Hitman's early. Um, Just Cause is now. Yeah, like, uh-huh. I mean, it'll be out in a few weeks. Like, I don't know what else they really have in their catalog. So I mean, they're gonna have two. two wait, are they doing Tomb Raider, Raider for PS4 and yeah. PC will come yeah. next fall? But I mean, next obviously fall. that game's out now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it just really, I, I think, like maybe they'll have Deus Ex Go. Yeah, I would love that. Would that. Awesome. I that would be awesome. That would be such a great They had Life is Strange also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but, but this year, that's what I'm yeah. saying. When oh, this right, comes right. out next August, I mean, they're gonna have whatever that Kingdom Hearts uh, 30. It's 2. Oh, that 2.9. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I liked, I really liked the last Deus Ex. I mm-hmm. thought it was great, but this yeah. is one of those games where I'm just like, I kind of like, I'm just fine. Just I'll play it when it comes out, but I'm sort of done. I mean, like, I remember yeah. when the first Deus or the last Deus Ex was was unveiled at E3 or whatever, and it was the same. It was the same year as. Uh, God, it was like Twisted Metal and XCOM, oh, the Bureau man. or whatever. Yeah. And it was just like all these things. And that one, like, like Deus Ex looked incredible. Maybe it was after that. But it was like, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Like, it was a good chunk yeah. of time. That came out, what, 2012, I think? 2011. Yeah. 2011? Late 2011. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's been a while. It's been qu- quite a minute. And I feel like with the amount of time they've taken to kind of make a sequel to that reboot, they've kind of like... Like that feels old. Like it will have been feels, five years, right? If, if yeah, it comes it feels, out next year, yeah. I feel well, like they, they took like they spent like two years porting that game everywhere. Like it's uh, on yeah. iOS. They put the it on, weird they put Wii, it on Wii U. Like yeah. it's just they put it everywhere instead of just like jumping into a new oh, game. But it's on Wii U. This is obviously something that um, uh, we had actually kind of heard from some people here and there who had checked it out already that it needed some more time in the oven. So I'm totally okay with that. Uh, but yeah, the big thing is that there was uh, there was once a day in February that was a very big day that is not so big anymore, huh? That's the thing, yeah. And Which like, I, I kind of like seeing. I'm totally mm-hmm. fine. I'm okay that, with now. I can just devote my time to Far Cry. Yeah, yeah. Like Mirror's Edge is May now. So. I like it when the when the publishers realize that there are uh, 50 weeks in the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Across the whole year. Well, yeah. and it's also really nice too that getting triple A's out of February is awesome because now it gives games like Oxenfree and uh, Firewatch, and Firewatch, the Witness. and The Witness exactly. Like we have a lot more games now that are. Early in the year, that can kind of have the spotlight, which yeah. is really I mean, also cool. May and August are relatively calm months. So mm-hmm. I will play yeah. Mirror's Edge when it comes out in May, and I will play Deus Ex when it comes out in August. Yep, sounds good. Republic, that's coming to PS4. Yeah, yeah. what do you make of this? Have you like this? I have. Yeah, this game. Yeah, this is. Uh, this was on iOS. I played right? episode one yeah. on iOS. So. iOS, and then it uh, got ported over to Steam. And that's, uh, it's the one where you're 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 directing somebody 
to get out of the thing with the, yeah. and their security cameras. Pretty much, the, the method of control in the game is that you are a guy uh, monitoring through security cameras as right. this uh, girl is trying to escape uh, sort of a dystopian like prison slash uh, government building. And uh, on iOS, at least, you're sort of tapping. You're telling her like when to take cover yep. and when to, like what to grab, what items to grab, and like when to attack enemies. And she's like severely underpowered compared to the armed guards. So it's all about sort of stealth and strategy. Yeah. Uh, but the game is a it's really good writing, really well. Well acted yeah. this really interesting story. Ryan Payton did it, right? Yeah, Ryan Payton, yep. yeah. who uh, he's friend of the show. On. Yeah, um, absolutely. He, uh, yeah. yeah, he worked on this game for. I mean, he. What did he work on before this? Like uh, he worked on. Uh, he was. Uh, he was the lone American at Koji Pro yeah. during like Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah. Yep. Now here's a fun thing. I've actually I've heard that this game is inspired by Konami's offices. Uh, oh wow! And that I've, would not surprise I've me. I've been there, and they have uh, a lot of blank doors mm-hmm. and a lot of cameras, like yeah. those the same way that. Metal Gear does, and you got cameras every which way. They have ladies uh, talking to you? Uh, I don't know about that. They have I weird mean, going away parties that aren't going away. The sense of that kind of just like overall, like just overbearing, kind of yeah. like somebody watching you, like, yeah. and trying to, you know, there was that get out um, of there. When yeah. you. When you were like really good at a mission in Watch Dogs and you had things really under control and you were actually switching between every single camera on the fly to, to handle things and mm-hmm. take out generators and stuff like that, that's kind of the crux of what, of how the control methods work in yeah. this game. Um, I was always kind of pushed off of it because it's it's a pretty cinematic experience that I played on on a, an iPhone, you know, one generation ago or whatever, yeah. and it was kind of like. This is the kind of thing I want to sit down in front of my television with yeah. surround sound headphones. So it's yeah. really awesome that it's coming to consoles. I think it was on PC, right? Yeah, it was on PC. On so I imagine they're going to sort of take that yeah. uh, control method. But yeah, that'll be out. Uh, as of right now, it's just uh, early 2016. Yep. Uh, so the first quarter of 2016. Uh, it's only going to be 25 bucks, yeah. which is great because it was a five-part episodic game for iOS. But yeah, that, that was the other thing that was hard to keep up with was I was playing it one episode at a time. Yeah. And I got like two is the last episode in. out? Yeah. The game's done. Yeah. So you can, you'll be able to play this all at once. Um yeah, we're we're fans, so this is really cool. This yeah. was a Kickstarter yeah. game, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 I really want to get back into it. I only played episode one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's totally worth just way waiting. Back. And, uh, I think I played it on iPhone, not even iPad. Oh, I played on on iPad. Yeah. yeah. Good looking game. Uh, really cool stuff. So cool. check that one out next year. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Are you a gamer on a budget? Then try games before you buy them at Redbox for just three bucks a night. Rent this year's hottest titles like Star Wars Battlefront to feed your gaming habit. Download the app or visit Redbox.com to find a location near you. Terms and conditions apply. See Redbox.com for details. Now, here's something that's not awesome. Uh, Afro Samurai 2 apparently has been removed from PSN. This is Afro Samurai 2 Revenge of Kuma, uh, and it has been removed from Steam in the PlayStation Store, uh, and they haven't had many details on why it was taken down. Uh, General Manager versus Evil, Steve Escalante, said the game has been pulled and canceled in its entirety due to the fact <laughs> that people didn't like it. Man, could you imagine if every time someone didn't like something, the thing got pulled and canceled? I we mean, would have honestly, nothing. we would have we would nothing. not have this many episodes of the show under our belt. <laughs> we're in this, uh, yikes! We're in this really interesting time where, like, something like Sad Screen Unity or any number of games come out and they're really buggy and people complain and they hate that they spent sixty dollars on them. Yeah. And it's like really interesting because it is very rare that you'll see a game just fully. They're like, you know what? Like, we messed up. And I, I don't know. I, I really could probably not care less about Afro Samurai 2, but I do respect how candid they were with this. Like, I don't know, it's something you never, ever, ever see in this industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, uh, like the one time it happened for a little bit earlier this year was with Batman on PC. Yes, totally. Yeah, when it was like a disaster and they were like, yeah. hey, like, uh, I'm sorry if you bought this, but I no one can buy this until we fix it. I don't mm-hmm. think people didn't like that game. I think PCs themselves didn't like oh, that, that game. Yeah, that yeah. Was, they would try to kill yeah. themselves when it was put yeah. on. But I mean, I honestly, I can't remember, like games have been removed from like XBLA f- 
for like weird rights issues. I think some yeah. like the old Turtles arcade yeah. games. Yeah, like actually, you, you see that kind of stuff. Deadpool a lot. kind of it's it's yeah. rare to see something that's high profile like this, like or like with a known license get pulled because frequently licensed stuff is just blatant shovelware, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, we made a buck." Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deadpool got pulled off of Steam for a second. It just recently popped up on PS4. That mm-hmm. was the Activision Marvel X Men crossover thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's because of Marvel's weird ownership rights with uh, the Deadpool. Isn't game that coming. High Moon? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is, and then I mean, earlier this year, obviously, we had all the the PT shenanigans. So yep. yeah. it's just a weird. I mean, going forward, as we have more of these kind of digital future, like this is going to happen more and more often. Like, if you don't physically own the disc, isn't that scary? Like, mm-hmm. you, or you even if you no do protection. physically own the disc, like, I mean, that's the yeah. weird thing now is like there was the. I remember playing Batman on my Xbox, and like I literally couldn't play it if I was not connected to Xbox Live, which yeah. is a really weird situation to be in. Yeah. yeah, we just talked about like preservation of games and I think even bad ones need to be preserved. Mm-hmm. Like we don't only save good books, yeah. you know, or TV shows or movies. Like all of that is part of painting the picture of what the gaming landscape was at that given moment. Time and place. Like, and you can't also, you can't just you can't judge our medium just based on the best stuff. Like whatever you hate, there is someone somewhere that's probably their favorite game. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's <laughs> someone who loves Afro Samurai too. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's, it's funny. Uh, the things that die out are frequently the things that people are least fond of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually I did a I did a, a feature on like horror movies for Christmas, and one of them was the movie Jack Frost, where that snowman tries to do stuff. Oh, the Shan Elizabeth movie, exactly. Yeah. The Shan Elizabeth snowman movie. Um, I feel like you were a big, I feel like you were a big Shan Elizabeth fan back in the day. No, not really. Actually, really, uh, I do think. Were you a fan of her when you bought that Pokemon shirt from Hot Topic? <laughs> yeah, like a decade ago. Uh... I mean, I guess. Or were yep. you just really answering this question about Shannon Elizabeth? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my history of Shannon Elizabeth started. No, sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just going to say, like, the, the movie is on, like, DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. It, it's, like, $119 for a DVD on Amazon. It's crazy. And it's on it's yeah. Prime, so you get free shipping. But, like, <laughs> there's, like, one guy who's got this box of Jack Frost DVDs, and he's like, ha-ha, I'm collectors are going to have to come we, to me. We, 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 we all know people. to see it casually and just buys the Michael Keaton Jack yeah. Frost movie yeah. by mistake. Yeah. We all know people like that, though. Like, if you look back, I mean, like, Ryan Scott, who's a friend of ours, or Sam Claiborne, who works here at IGN, they're both, like, really big retro guys, and they're, they're collectors to an extent. Um, and one of the rarest NES games is, like, this Fred Flintstone game. It's just it's like the Flintstones vacation garbage or whatever. I think that's what it's called. Vacation <laughs> garbage. Here's our, our trash rock house. Flintstones feet hurt from driving a car with them. But it's one of the most expensive games because it's incredibly rare. They printed a few copies and then and then stopped because it was bad or whatever the hell mm-hmm. the story is. And uh that's like going back, you know, thirty years later now, people are like, Oh, that's one of the most rare games and they hunt it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't mean it's but good. it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. yeah. But it's part of the story that was that is that collection, and if you're a collector, which I'm sure there are people who who you know we don't understand it right now, but there are people that want to get every PS4 game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. collectors, they're completionists. Um, this is part of that set, and this will be hard to find unless you get the disc. But yeah, it's a bad game. But yep, that's like doesn't mean it should go selling away. PS4s with PT installed on them for yeah. like twelve hundred dollars. We had a we had a PS4 in the office that had PT on it that and died. It just broke. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, well, that's what that's literally one fewer copy in the world. That's that crazy. Game. Yeah, I think I've talked before about my PS4 still to this day. When I turn it on, <laughs> it's just infinitely trying to download PT. I don't think you ever actually told this story. Yeah, you need yeah. to talk about this. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I had PT. Basically, one of the days we were gonna. It was one of the days, I was still in Texas, when they announced, like, hey, you have four days left until PT gets pulled or whatever. I was like, oh, crap. Like, I have to remember to redeem that. So I did it online. I did it uh, from the PlayStation Store website. I said, download a PS4. And I never thought about it. And then I moved. So I hadn't turned on my PS4 in a while. And 
I guess the download must have started but never finished, and it got to like 99% probably or whatever, so it was partially downloaded. And so my system keeps just desperately trying to finish the download in perpetuity. So I, I vined it at one point, but if I turn on my PS4, there's just this infinite loop of downloading PT, download failed, downloading PT, download failed. But, you, ha- but you have PT? No, I can't oh, you play do, it. So you I mean, don't have it? Partially you're downloaded. Like, you're, your PlayStation's like that Japanese dog that goes to the subway station to wait for its master, but yeah, its master's I mean, dead. Basically. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to get PT. Oh, I'm not. Oh, I'm going to get PT. Oh, it's yeah, gone. Yeah, it's, it's so weird, though. Yeah, so if I if I start a game or if I download an update or something, it'll it'll kill the notifications. But if I turn my PS4 off and back on, it starts it over. It's mm. really God, weird. that's so tragic. It's like a ghost. I'll, I'll bump that tweet yeah. back up. Or and there's, there's nothing you can do with it, right? No, because I can't. I can't play it, and I can't. I, I guess I could probably somehow just completely cancel the download, but I feel like I don't want to just like delete it. I don't know. It's weird. And it, it is really funny. Like I don't mind turning it on because every time I'm just like, oh, oh what could have been? Yeah, that's pretty cool though. I mean, it's it's. I think uh, my pal Nick Robinson is over at Polygon now. He wrote this this piece about, I love that piece. about how PT is like the coolest game ever. Mm-hmm. Like Konami kind of unintentionally made an incredibly cool game in an age when we do have these kind of like. There's no scarcity for games, yeah. and they're like, just kidding. Yeah, I think you it's. Can ever have. I think that piece is called "How Konami Made PT the Coolest Game Ever" or yeah. something like that. Um, Nick is cool. Uh, Bab- <laughs> Babylonian on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, tell him, tell him, podcast Beyonce side. Yeah, um, don't do that. Don't bother the poor man. No, bother. So, him. Let him know. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Give him hell. Yeah. No, we love that guy. <laughs> um, GameStop posts a 9.3 drop, 9.3 percent drop in software sales year over year. So 9.3. Yes. They sold 9.3 less games. Yeah. <laughs> That's a classic. Also, the so- software seals the delicious. Uh, they got a balance of ball on their nose. Um, no, I mean the the the. This came from a uh, conference software call, a, a, a earnings call. Um, <laughs> I'm tired. The, uh, the thing that I found interesting about this was that Battlefront, and Halo Five, and Assassin's Creed, and all the big fall games are below sales expectations for GameStop. And, right. and not for EA, not for the publishers, but for GameStop, meaning people aren't going and buying as many retail copies of this game as, as they expected. People are downloading it digitally or getting an Amazon or whatever it is. So, um, you know, one of the reasons they attributed this to this is that um, the their Black Friday ads leaked early, and it basically has huge sales on a bunch of these games. So they think that people are possibly holding out and waiting until they get them. Like, for one, they have that yeah. Battlefront bundle that's like the PS4 and everything that's, like, way cheaper than if you were to buy it today. Yeah, that um, to me feels like the... Oh, she's gonna call me. I just know it. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, it just feels like I. Why did you maybe? look at me when you said that? <laughs> well, so I mean, <laughs> the reality is, is that I need your sympathy. <laughs> GameStop is is still it's still the dominant brick and mortar store where people buy their video games. But buying habits are changing, and yeah. people are buying digitally. I know that I almost always prefer to get my games digitally over having a, a disc that I have to get up and, and change. Like, I knew specifically I wanted that Battlefront logo on my home screen on my PS4 for the next year, uh, and I didn't want to get up and get a disc and have to switch. Well, and especially down. portable. Like, yeah. there's never a case where I would rather have a physical 3DS or Vita cartridge as opposed to downloading Oh, yeah. It. No, my, my, my Vita library, it, I mean, the, the second it took me a second, uh, even more than half a second to open up a Vita and put a game in, I was like, yeah. I never want to do this again. Exactly, yeah. and plus but it's we so saw, easy to lose games and for 3ds it's even worse because it saves to the cartridge so it's like if you lose your animal crossing town or whatever like that's it no cloud saves no anything there's been a lot of like sort of uh 
denial on 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 GameStop's front for a while now that it's yeah. like oh buying habits won't change and people aren't going anywhere. But the reality is that they've ramped up their presence for digital cards on the on the on the floor of their stores. They sell uh, gift cards to Amazon, Applebee's, everywhere in there. The other thing is that about a year ago they partnered with ThinkGeek to create uh, like a section of their store. I like, I like the idea that somebody goes in there, they're like, well, will my son enjoy this Applebee's game? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll like that. It's a good game. Well, so, you have holding up Battlefront versus an Applebee's gift no, card. No, so hold on, let me let me explain that real quick, because I think it's actually, it's it's kind of important that you're dealing with a, a younger, you're, you're dealing with a younger demographic than I, I think most stores, right? Which means that you have kids who deal entirely in currency that isn't credit cards, which means that if I bought a kid Afro Samurai 2 and he played it, and it sucked, and he brought in, and they gave him $25 back. Again, this is a completely fictitious reality in which any of those things happen, such as GameStop giving you $25 for a used game. But he can take that and buy a $25 like Olive Garden gift card with it, or Amazon gift card with it, and go and spend that money elsewhere. And that kid who doesn't have actual cash but is now... Breadsticks. But loves breadsticks. But loves breadsticks. Is now in this universe where he can spend his money on all these different stores. I like that you call yeah. Olive Garden a universe. Yeah. The, well, Olive Garden the Olive Garden Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Probably coming. Speaking uh, of Italy, I do. I, I do think that GameStop's like kind of customer base is really interesting, and I agree yeah. with you. They're totally different than any other retailer because you're getting kind of those three groups. You're getting like the kids who are mowing their lawn and want to buy a video game, and yep. it's like the, making a sixty dollars purchase is like a gigantic purchase. It's a huge thing. Or you're getting the kids in college, or you know, who are older and have their own income, or whatever it is, who. It's expendable. Like, it's extra money. Like, video games are not a necessity for anyone on the planet. And yeah. it's like, you only go in and buy a bunch of video games if you have extra money yeah. or if you're irresponsible with your spending, I guess. Yeah. But, also, like, and then obviously parents buying for their kids. Have you guys or gone into a GameStop or GameStop recently? Uh, yeah, yeah actually. I, like, to go there. I sold my PS3 and my Xbox. It's really weird because I go in there and they got Andrea Renee on the TV That's and she's the like a pal of ours. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. hey. Uh, hmm. what, yeah. uh, but no, it's weird because I went in on Saturday for like the first time in a long time. Yeah. And there was just like, it's toys and stuff. And well, like that's the thing. And they have games. statue sections and about a and thousand have, like, Funko basement. Pop they, figures. They partnered with Funko oh, the Pop and, and ThinkGeek like a year Funko? ago. Like think, their ThinkGeek <laughs> partnership was huge, yeah. right? And that to was to get – that was to basically, basically just get toys and stuff like that's, that in their stores. We're, we're going back to this thing. Like back when we had like Babbage's and Electronics Boutique, like they totally had the big action figure section because yeah. that was a, a thing that – was popular well, back then. I think we're going to see a huge, huge spike yeah. in that. You're also just... seeing, like, for me, like, uh, EB and there was an EBX in Connecticut, which is, like, kind of retro games and stuff. And then there was, um, yeah, obviously GameStop tended to be, like, smaller, like, mall stores. used to be connected to Barnes Noble a lot, stuff like that. Whereas, like, now you are seeing, like, what you just said about the one on market. Like, you're seeing GameStops that are two floors and they have, like, yeah. a collectible section. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just, like, a toy aisle. But... Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. the one they, in Texas. They buy and trade used phones now. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, funny. it's, it's, it's crazy. They have, like, rows of statues yeah. and, like, in glass cases that are, like, $500. Barnes like, & Noble, items. meanwhile, is a great place to go buy Gundam models if you're... Really? Like, yeah. Really? Yep. That's weird. Uh, which is really bizarre. And I'm trying to think the, the logic for this. Like, I think it's because... I mean, you see this with action figures and, and like, games, game stores, too. Like, these are things that... They're they're kind of brick and mortar stores for something that's becoming rapidly more digital. You yeah. cannot make a digital version of a Gundam model or of yeah. an Amiibo or of a McFarlane toy. Right. In the same yeah. way, so you like, can't you can't download a controller. Right. And the like, issue, yeah, yeah, it's also the issue like uh, you wouldn't download a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get to the issue of, of like you wouldn't download of, a console of sh- shipping and stuff too. Yeah. yeah. And like I, the amount of money it, it probably costs to. Like Gundam models are incredibly light, but take up a ton of space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're very large boxes. So, like, I imagine there's some kind of like loophole where it's 
more affordable to ship a bunch of them to a Barnes and Noble. Like they're probably ch- cheaper to ship than books, but right. they take up more shelf space. But like, sure. I don't know. There's some some really weird dude yeah, has a job of figuring out profit margins. It's very that. odd watching this whole spectrum go down because basically GameStop will sell you a console, and then that console will hypothetically sell you games forever. Like they are basically giving you a gateway drug to something else that cuts them out of the equation. And some yeah. people still want that. Like, okay, so there's also, we talked about collectors earlier in the show. There's also that tangible good feeling that people want. If you spend $60 on something, you want it on your shelf. Mm-hmm. Some people do. I'm, I'm or past gifts. that. If you're giving someone a gift, yep. you want to yep. feel like you're handing them a wrapped present. You also can like, get rid of something when you're done playing it. Like if you yep. got Battlefront and you played it for 15 hours, you're like, I saw everything I need to see here. You can bring it back for 25 bucks or whatever in whatever nonsense money they give you for your your hard-earned purchases and they're doing, you can't do that digitally right? the yeah. nice thing now is like they're because of this their trade promotions are like insanely aggressive mm-hmm. like i got a lot of money for my ps3 and my 360 and all my games right. because it was just like every weekend is like oh 20 percent bonus weekend which like super adds up so it's like it is nice but it's just funny because like the novelty of a trade-in store like it used to only be gamestop but like now like best buy and amazon and all these like mainstream places like I would 10 times out of 10 rather trade into Amazon and be able to like buy like stuff I need yeah. rather than to I saw GameStop. your shopping list. Yeah, well, yeah, you can, you can go to GameStop and get an Applebee's card. Oh, that's yeah. true. We'll never mind. We'll we'll or an Amazon yeah. card. Yeah. 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 Or I mean, actually, the weird thing is that you can go to, you can trade physical games into GameStop and buy digital points cards for your PS4 and go home and spend your money there, which is like the worst thing. The thing they never want to see happen is that your money stops circulating in that store. Yeah. Basically, if, you, if, you, if you're always buying and trading games in a GameStop, they're always doing better. But so my question to you guys is, how many years do these guys have left? Honestly, five, well, 10? So I think as long as PS4 and Xbox One are around, like this generation, I feel like they'll still be fine because there are still physical games coming. Yeah. It's more like whatever's next is interesting to me. Like whatever that like new platform is like years down the road whatever's like I, nx Ooh, no it won't be the nx um <laughs> no but like whatever whenever you know i think even the nx will have a well i mean they'll have a disk drive on it while we're here i mean probably like i, I, th- I think that internet but, in the world is not at the point yet where people can download a 65 gigabyte game over see the, i agree the, with the, that afternoon i think if anyone's going to do it first it'll be microsoft actually i can see microsoft making a console with no disk drive Next, really, because they um, even I like see they them. hinted at doing anything like that at the start of this generation. And people freaked I out, see, but that's flip. because I could of literally see an Xbox One version that comes out that's smaller, cheaper without an option. I completely and we've been hearing I about that for a while. I just, do it, yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, we'll I, but, I mean, anyway, aside from that, like, point being, like, whenever that starts to happen, that's when I, I really think you see GameStop in panic mode and, and really. Like, I mean, Pear has been saying for years that, like, eventually maybe GameStop becomes Trade Stop. And yeah. they're already getting there, right? Maybe it is more about your toys we'll become, and your iPhone we'll and your Applebee's. iPad. You know what's weird? Yeah. The, uh, one of the first <laughs> – Sony was actually one of the first companies to even try this with the PSP Go, mm-hmm. which yeah. was an oh, all-digital yeah, yeah. system, mm-hmm. yep. you know? It's crazy to think that that's something they tried out. I mean, and Greg Miller bought a drawer full of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, have, mean, one, I, I have one, too. I, I love those things. I don't. <laughs> I, that was the only PSP model I never owned. I owned the 1000, 2000, 3000. I don't know. I think um, it's interesting watching GameStop, and I think it, it says a lot about what gamers are doing right now and how they're, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It's also interesting, like NPD, which we report in every month, is the uh, U.S. sales chart, physical only. Yeah. But it's slowly expanding out to digital. It's slowly incorporating more retailers and things like that because, like, you can't pretend that that's, you know, the bulk of sales might yeah. not be physical anymore. Like I think there are certain games and certain audiences that do want those digital downloads. And, and we like, saw we saw the same shift happen uh, in the last ten years with music too, where exactly. it was just like, no, we're only reporting on Walmart sales, and it's like, why? Everyone like yeah. I download an album on the way out 
the door to work when I'm just like, I want to hear that old Wu-Tang record. And I just exactly. hit a button and it's there on my phone. Well, it? and we were talking on Friday about like uh, Brandon was working on the Bloodborne review. And it's interesting because we talked about the term DLC and Marty made the really good point that it's like sort of an antiquated term at this point because everything is kind of downloadable oh, at this yeah. point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just it's really interesting. I'm uh, I'm fascinated to see where the industry keeps going. Yeah. I think that's what's fun about kind of being a part of this like young evolving industry is like we no, don't it's know. Exciting. It's really yeah. cool. Speaking, Speaking of, of blood, do we want to talk about Bloodborne real quick? Yeah, I was going to go over how we're uh, not going to talk about Red, Bloodborne. I was going to go over the the drop real quick because there's a couple uh, okay. uh, notable things coming out this week. Yeah. Uh, Beyond Two Souls Beyond. is out. Two Souls uh, for PS4. If you haven't played that, it's the official game sort of, of this a, podcast. That is worth so, playing alone. Go watch Greg Miller and I's Let's Play of the Birthday so Party. So you know what really sucks game. about the PS4 version? So you can play it chronologically, right? But you have to beat the game in order to unlock that. Oh, no. What? Yeah. It's like, well, I don't want to play it twice. Side note, yeah. I really wish that it was mandatory for all re- HD or just re-releases of games to have a DVD menu in them that let you bounce from scene to scene. Like, I've always wanted... Always wanted oh, like really that, idea, like, yeah. hey, I want to play through like all twelve like, of the major confrontations in GTA. Or, or I imagine go if like everything in the Uncharted collection was just like, hey, you can play whatever mission you want, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah exactly. You're like, I, I want to go that. through that spider tunnel chase scene mm-hmm. from Uncharted Three. Click, here it is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why that's not. Or you jump to my that's favorite. That's still like such a foreign concept, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I've always said, I've wanted a Zelda where I can just go in and play the temples. Yeah, you go see a movie in theaters the first time. Everyone else is seeing it the first time. Presumably, you can't jump around, but you get on Blu-ray. You're like, you know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, I bought this. I gave them my money. I can huh. do whatever I want. Isn't that weird how that's yeah, just not a really thing? It's a really good idea. Ever. I like that idea a lot. Throwing it out there. Or just Free like idea. unlock codes. Everything you know? gets dumped on Shuhei. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even his decision. Before we had like save games or anything, they would yep. just be like, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the Buster Bust Loose code or whatever. You just put on a bunch of rearranged tiles oh, or whatever yeah, yeah. and you're like... Yeah, and like, uh, yeah, Justin it's really Bailey, interesting. Justin Bailey, dash, dash, dash. Yeah, or like even when uh, Banjo-Tooie came out and you could enter codes from Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah, yeah. swap. Yeah. yeah. I do like the idea that with all of our problems, we ask Shuhei to fix them. Yeah. yeah. Like, Shuhei, my ex is moving in with a new boyfriend. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so, <laughs> uh, Bloodborne, the complete edition, is coming out, uh, which includes the Old Hunters DLC, which is what we were talking about earlier. Uh, the review is up on the site now. Brandon reviewed it. He liked it a lot. I believe he gave it an eight. Yeah. Eight, yeah. Um, he the, said it was very hard. It is incredibly difficult. Uh, Unsurprisingly, but like even difficult for him yeah. and for Bloodborne players. And so also so. one of the problems is you can uh, you can pop into the DLC stuff pretty early in the game. I think it's after you beat Vicar Amelia, who's yep. like the fourth or fifth boss. Um, but a lot of people are playing on their New Game Plus files because they beat the game. Yeah. And then they immediately started New Game Plus and saved there. And so the game is significantly harder there. So it's almost suggested that you... <sighs> play like before you beat the game the first time that you go back and play this uh, well for a lot of people this will probably be the first time they've, they've, they've yeah, played this is yeah. going to be it's I just absolutely got, worth picking up yeah, yeah. I just got um, Bloodborne I'm going to start it oh nice during Thanksgiving uh, awesome man yeah, we're going to be uh, streaming it a couple times this week. Uh, the new weapons look insane. Uh, the bosses are crazy, terrifying. Uh, you're in this, like, nightmare version of Yarnum that, I mean, Yarnum's already a nightmare. Oh, good. I'm glad <laughs> they finally made a nightmare version of Yarnum. Well, like, literally, like, the streets, like, are just, like, rivers of blood now. It's like, oh, oh, good. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm actually do. really excited for that. That was actually my one of my favorite things about that game was this, the, the environment. Mm-hmm. Just walking around yeah. and just being like, I'm yeah. terrified. One, of the, one of the big drawbacks I know a lot of people had was that uh, not everything was covered in blood. So yeah. it's good <laughs> yeah. they fixed that major issue. That was, I, that was my biggest there. complaint coming out of that game was that there was like maybe two or three percent of it that didn't scare the living. <laughs> <out of me. laughs> so it's good that they <laughs> they did that. Uh, I have nothing in the drop now because now I have to now I have to do the. Yeah, we have to figure out what time the yeah. the cuss uh, The rest of the drop stuff's pretty dumb. Minecraft story mode episode three. That game just keeps happening. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like it could even be another. Like uh, Job was tweeting out about Michonne, the Walking Dead spinoff series coming mention- before the end of the year. 
Um, in Minecraft story mode, Michelle's sh- gonna show up. No, uh, I hate you. <laughs> I'd love to see that. You're just, I, I love you. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> you're going through a range of emotions there. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, we might even see. I'm hungry. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think it's she impossible it. <laughs> to see uh, Minecraft story mode episode four for the end of the year because yeah, they've been really? doing more than once a month. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. It would be crazy if they That's just a finished it in record. January. Yeah. Oh, this is already by far. A four episodes in four They have months. already released three episodes in less time than between Wolf Among Us 1 and 2, I think. Wow. Which is crazy to think That's about. That's nuts. Well, I think it's probably because uh, Minecraft has a little bit more money than Image Comics. Vertigo <laughs> or whoever that was. Yeah. And Bill like, Willingham. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I haven't started Minecraft, but talking to Justin, he's pretty lukewarm on it. So hopefully episode three picks up. Cool. Uh, we've got Rapid Fire. That's right. Yeah, show. Head on over to the the Facebook group dedicated to Podcast Beyond. That's podcast or Facebook.com slash group slash podcast. Apparently we gave it out wrong one week. Okay, so here's what you do. When you go to Facebook, instead of looking up a picture of your ex or telling your dad he's racist, <laughs> at the top, <laughs> type in Podcast Beyond. This group will pop up with like 10,000 people. Go in there. Join the fun. It's a, it's a good time. Ooh, but don't. Uh, I actually saw a funny thing on Facebook over the weekend. Uh, I know a couple that's been broken up for a long time. And the dude, I just saw him post a Facebook status. It was like one minute ago, and he deleted it really quick. But he posted a Facebook status that was just his ex's name. And I realized he meant to type in the search box, but he typed in the status. Oh, oh that's the worst. Oh, yeah, that's I do that sometimes. Do I just that. type in pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but people pizza get it. It's mark? part of my you know, part of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Goodwin says, what canceled game or games are you most disappointed never got a release? Uh, PT is the immediate yeah. one that jumps to my brain. BC always seemed interesting to me. Yeah, BC for sure. Uh, even weird things like uh, the original, what was that? We Project Hammer. Um, it wasn't like a game I really think I was particularly excited for, but it's always interesting when a Nintendo property gets canceled. Uh, I think that looked really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Project s- Hammer? It would have been a Wii launch title. I don't think it huh. looked really good either. That but came was, out, didn't it? What was the... Um, Project Hammer? Or am I thinking of Sin and Punishment? What was the one that was yeah, part of the, yeah. the Capcom 5 that all ended up getting ported to oh, PS2? Something was something... Something Phoenix? Phoenix, Rising yeah. Phoenix. It was like, yeah. it was like a bootleg Kid Icarus yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah, 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 That was really cool. What about... Um, do you remember when... Okay, when we first heard about GTA 5, there was that... that Tech demo for that going that game going around that people said it was GTA Five but it wasn't. Do you remember we watched? Oh the yeah, was it like uh, this is Vegas, not or Agent, but um, six six nights in hell or it six was, days yeah. in Fallujah. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh, Blood in the Sand. No, it was um, yeah, I know the one you're talking yeah, about because yeah. that was interesting. Yeah, yeah Rockstar that looked really a couple cool. too. Yeah. Agent yep. Horror of the Orient. I mean, like my my answer to this is uh, well, Horror of the Orient was actually just um, it was a Bondi. Bond Bondi. Yeah, it wasn't. Rockstar. Yeah. But uh, the big one for me is, I mean, doesn't apply to this podcast, but Earthbound 64, which became oh, yeah. Mother 3 on Game Boy Advance, right. but the 64 version I think would have been interesting. Um, I also really want to play, I've talked about this on the show before too, but there's this alternate version of Resident Evil 4. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's like yep. a psychological horror game well, that also, has ghosts. My, I know, that is my white whale of a story in this industry because I know someone who knows someone with a cop, like, with still like, a ROM of like whatever that really? game was and my like white whales to be able to find that. Oh yeah, my god. god, that would be yeah. so cool. That is my that favorite Resident Evil game. Yeah. Uh, I know, I guess you guys don't care and you only kind of care peripherally, but uh, Rampa, <laughs> the original, well, the original designs for that are like, instead of Monokuma being a bear, it's a man who's like literally chopped in half and like his guts are out. And oh the my game was god. Like way scarier. And uh, it sounds like a Bloodborne boss. <laughs> yeah, Polygon, Polygon, I, I keep plugging Polygon articles, but Polygon did a really cool article about that too, about like the original kind of Rampa concept. And it's like, thousand times scarier and darker which yeah. is like crazy because that game's really dark already but um it's so cool like original versions of games are 
fascinating to me. I think that's yeah. a really cool thing. The one thing that I, I hope surfaces somewhere is the 16-bit Akira game. Oh, yeah. There was oh, yeah. that, like they had ads for it and stuff, but there's oh, like yeah. a handful of screenshots. It looked like Road Rash, but with Kaneda. Is it, dri- so is it driving nuts. game? It was like platformer driving kind of wow. thing. The exciting so, thing like, right Master? now. It would have been a mess. I mean, it would have been like, you know, a classic kind of 16-bit adaptation type thing. Right. It's like you, yep. they take a scene and they make it into a level. Wow. So Super Star Wars like, type stuff. You know, God, we're so at cool. this really interesting time where like people are digging up this stuff and they're, you know, like I feel like people now are like old enough that they're going back to things from their childhood or whatever it is. Um but like they found that uh, supposed uh, Nintendo PlayStation hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, with, like were... the Super Nintendo controllers with the PlayStation yeah. logo and the disc drive, yeah, and um, yeah. there are all kinds of cool things like that. And obviously, like even things like uh, Star Fox Two mm-hmm. that were never actually released, but like you can get them because of the internet and like Earthbound Zero before it came out as Earthbound Beginnings. Like there are all these really cool things that were never meant to see the light of day, but did anyway by virtue yeah. of the internet. And I, I kind of love that. I, I love I it. Do you know somebody ported the original Res- the, the PS One Resident Evil? To Game Boy Color, and that, wow. oh yeah, I love that. That was that was that was actually being worked on for a while. It was in magazines. Well, it came out for well, the Tiger GameCom. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. The, no, Resident Evil Two came out for Tiger GameCom, and How it was that like possible. It's so Isn't fascinating. It's like it's like a black and white slideshow that you basically interact with. Too. Well, have you ever seen the Halo DS stuff? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I, that, that was a, running off of the GoldenEye Rogue Agent. Exactly. That was like, like there's just. There's so much cool stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe someday that's a cool like, roundup feature. Yeah, there's, a, there's, uh, there's cool... a really good website called Unseen64. Yeah, we've plugged them on the show a few times, actually. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really cool over there. And they're yeah. not only in 64 games, either. No, no, like, despite the title. Star yeah. Wars 1313. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. God. Yeah. There you Damn go. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Mitch and Anthony and I saw a video from Source that, well, we wrote about it. You can find it on IGN. We got a bunch of incredible concept art. But once that game was starring Boba Fett, it... Oh, man. And I really hope Amy Hennig's Star Wars game is anything even close to 1313 because that game, oh, man, it looks cool. We, we're always still trying to, my white wells, to get that video on the site because that's, um, that's really Side nice. note, there's um, there's single player stuff in Star Wars Battlefront, like challenges, like battle and survival and uh, all the hero battle stuff you can play as Boba Fett. Uh, and it's about as close as you'll ever get to playing 1313 because it's a third-person, over-the-shoulder, so jetpack shooting so game. Much fun, yeah. Yeah. So much fun, He's really fun to play as. I actually, yeah. he's yeah. my favorite hero to play as. In the heroes are great. You can, you can do he's a great. bunch of stuff there. Evan Gary says, what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? That's, Any of uh, the ones with turkeys on them? The yeah. cool pictures of the on the background of the plate? You like turkey plate? I like plates <laughs> with turkeys on them. I think it's a great time. I like to use them year-round. I like yep. to have lots of turkey plates. I'm a weird. I, I, I think turkey is the least exciting thing about Thanksgiving. Yeah, totally I'm agree. a sides man. Me too. Are you a yams dude? I'm not a yams dude. I What's like mashed potatoes, <laughs> pecan pie. Big fan of pecan yeah, pie. Pecan pie is real. I'm, dumb. A, I'm a stuffing it's boy myself. Stuffing, like stuffing, like stuffing, stuffing, nice stuffing. Good stuffing. Unless there's good, nuts or water chestnuts in the stuffing, that Ooh, can see, like go that straight to Dude, who the hell puts water chestnuts? Maybe it's just regular chestnuts. Have you ever had stuffing with like raisins? Water, people put water chestnuts in stuffing. Raisins, yeah. That would make me violently ill. No, it's like finding like a piece of bone in your hamburger. Oh, that is the worst. I've had water chestnuts in cranberry sauce. Ugh, what what is with people what? putting water chestnuts <laughs> in things? Water chestnuts should go in one place, the trash. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Speaking of that, I do like cranberry sauce. Uh, yeah, I'm, I totally agree with you. I I have a bunch of turkey in my plate, but I'm mostly excited for the like sides and the desserts. Yeah, Cornbread's, cornbread's awesome. I'm actually going to make yeah. some of that this week. Yeah. For those of you uh, non-American listeners, these are weird foods we eat every yeah. time of year. When <laughs> That's why all Americans are up to We here in America. America's uh, first picnic. Uh, which is spelled with six R's. Is uh, We go through an annual f- fattening where we just fill ourselves with big old birds. We're trying to sink our own country friends. by getting real big on top of it. <laughs> Danny Ellie Rosa says, why are guys always surprised when I tell them I'm a girl who loves video games? Aren't we over this yet? You, you think so? Be, yeah. Yeah, Apparently I, not. No, I think I find it, I find it weird like, now when I meet someone who 
doesn't play any video game whatsoever. Like even outside of like the, yeah, like the Candy Crush. That happened in the last ten years, by the way. That's yeah. I, I'm totally with you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or I talked to somebody the other day who was just like, "Oh, I don't play games at all." Yeah. And I was like, it, "Like not even on your phone?" No, no, no. Well, that's like yeah, they're a waste uh, of time. I don't like, talk to people outside the circle of nerds who we are in. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's it's mostly that weird group of people. I don't know. Like I met a girl who didn't listen to music like at all. She was like, "I don't listen to music." I was like, really? The like music, nothing? The music and like, like an, an assassin or something? She's like, an assassin. But I, I feel the same way about games now. Like if someone says they completely don't play any games whatsoever on their phone, whatever, like I find that surprising. Or at least like I have yet to date anyone who thinks it's weird that I play video games or yeah. that like reacts to it strangely. I mean, anyone, like, anyone who would think it was weird is not a person worth dating. Yeah. And at the same time, Especially like I would you, never, you know. It's your yeah. job. That's yeah. true. It would be you hard. wear a Pikachu t-shirt. It's uh, like if you were a yeah. doctor and they were like, you like to save people? <laughs> <laughs> I just use leeches. They're, like, they're, uh, yeah, but I, I to answer this question, like, I'm, I'm over it. I'm not surprised. Yeah, no, there's definitely that still that whole, like, 90s holdover where it's just like, oh, you're a girl game of wild. You're a rare breed. Wait, what, is that 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 like, what is that? <laughs> it's just like, they're not, they're not that hard to find, you know? That's our, like, dumb guy voice. Oh my God! There's a girl. And she's there's got a, a babe group. The babe is a gamer. She's wearing a bra and she's got a controller. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think what, uh, like what's worse is that you see all, there's all those like really bad stock photos of like girls playing video games in the '90s that they're they're like they're not plugged, the controllers not plugged in, or they're just yeah, they're ex- whole, and, and then there's all these other guys being like dumb girl gamers, and it's like that that's the yeah, photographer's fault. It's also this weird thing though where she got paid I, that day. I've never understood the the gamer girl fantasy. Like the people I've dated, like I'm. I've never dated anyone who's enough to, like, sorry, to totally want to disregard my interest or anything. But honestly, like, I like the idea of dating someone who's like, let's do, and I know you have this with Teresa. It's yeah. like, let's do something outside of your interest. Someone who will challenge me yeah. to actually leave my apartment and go on a hike or do yeah. something I yeah, wouldn't my, be doing normally. My fiance plays games and it's real awful. It sucks. <laughs> Luckily, she, she plays Vito a lot, so I don't have to fight with her over the TV. Uh-huh. But, like, like, when Skyrim came out, we were, like, fighting over it. And I was like, I have to play this for my job. And she's like, but I'm a lizard who's a wizard. And I'm like, get off the TV. Stop <laughs> playing this freaking game. But yeah, no, she'll like, she'll just like not shower. She'll be sitting there. She'll basically do all the stuff that we uh, accuse like stereotypical dudes of doing. Yeah. And just be sitting there like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just sitting there with like her hand in a bag of Cheetos and she's playing like Dang and Rampa. And I'm just like, can you not? Like, <laughs> but Monokuma was originally a man with his guts falling down. <laughs> yeah. yeah and it's, no, I uh, think it's, it's, it's kind of important to get outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Totally. That being said, if you're a girl gamer, no one should be surprised because it's 2015. Deal with yeah. it. Yeah. And also, like, your <laughs> personality and everything they care about about you, like, your interests yep. are part of it, but shouldn't necessarily I really like you. this impression of the dude. Do you really wanna, if you really want to surprise a guy and you're a lady, tell him that you're a, a president. Tell, tell him that you're a, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm, an Ameri- the I'm, the, I'm the U.S. president. And they're like, no way, a female U.S. president? Oh, like, man, it's not, a, it's not a girl president? That's crazy. A girl oh, president before. girl? Oh. A president with legs and long hair? That's not that <laughs> hey, out of control, dad, man. I'm here with the first female president. <laughs> Trevor Thompson says, what's a game that has helped you through a hard time in your life? You said Ooh. hard, weird. Go f- hard, yard. <laughs> Hard, hard, hard. <laughs> Go for it. What's a what's a game that's gotten you through all of your your whole life? <laughs> uh, weirdly, the timing of uh, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City when they first came out were mm-hmm. two like really weird rough patches for me. So it's like interesting that both of those kind of coincided really well and are games that I could just lose myself in, which is nice. 
And then as a kid a lot too. Like I guess there were like games I came home to. Mm-hmm. I remember after like my first breakup coming home to like PS1 games. As a stuff. kid, your first breakup as a kid. Well, not as a kid, but really, you know. just that's the way you link those yeah. sentences. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of breakup uh, memories. You you remember fir- I got I got divorced in first grade. <laughs> I came home and beat the hell out of DuckTales. <laughs> right? yeah. uh, Fallout 3 and Far Cry 2 were both games I played during a very uh, – I kind of in, in hindsight, it was sort of like, huh, I'm sort of acting out how I feel, you know, yeah. like these are yeah. games where you're like you're homeless and scavenging or you're burning stuff and you're diseased. And I was like, uh, I'm all of those things in the process of dropping out of college and living on my dad's couch for a while and sort of I managed to I think I, I broke my computer playing. I was playing on a MacBook Pro. Both of those games were in boot camp, which is mm-hmm. not good for a Macintosh yeah. computer. Um, but, yeah, like, I mean, Fallout was like it was great to play when I was in college and I was just like. Most of my things are trash, and I'm going to eat garbage now because I'm, you know, 23, and I don't have a real job, and I, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was kind of cool though to have like a, to have that like that, f- like a world where things are actually kind of threatening but simple, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of always what's great about video games is yeah. that when real life is hard but in a complex way, you want to go in and punch mm-hmm. something in the face and shoot it with lasers or whatever. Yep. Yeah, totally. Um, I had. Uh it must have been six or seven years ago. Uh, Braid came out right after Super Gnarly Breakup, uh, and playing through that game, especially playing through I played the Super Gnarly Breakup. Breakup that was, and yes. Breakup. <laughs> it was a great, it was a pay, great Gnarly PSN Breakup game. Sixty four game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And playing through that game was like a weirdly. I was like, oh, this game is such a good puzzle game, and I'm enjoying it. And then at the end, like when the, the sort of the twist happens at the end, I'm like, oh my god, this was my relationship. That's horrible. <laughs> I was like, you were why Jonathan Blow? Why did you know this happened? Wow. Uh, then most recently, uh, when I uh, last year when Jen and I broke up. Uh, I was, I was on Sunset Overdrive for review. It was like yeah. the week after, and I was just like, I don't want to do this. And I started playing the game, and it was one of those like ten hours went by, and I'm like, I didn't think about it at all. Yeah, that was nice, nice colorful world. Todd David Hamilton says, "What has been your favorite moment in gaming this year?" Ooh, um, honestly, this sounds weird, but Sony's E3 press conference. I mean, seeing Shenmue Three and the Final Fantasy Seven remake, like th- those moments were just like, or what was the third one? Uh, what am I forgetting? Last Guardian. Disney's Last, oh, no, Last Guardian. Yeah, <laughs> Disney Infinity. Yeah. No, but seeing, yeah, Last Guardian, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Shenmue 3 are like those whoa moments, you know? Yeah. And like just like the way the room like screamed and reacted. Like, I don't know. That was like one of those moments where I was just like, I love part, one of the coolest things of working here. Like, in addition to just like obviously you guys and like all the cool things, I really love every E3 remembering those moments, whatever the yep. biggest thing is, that moment where the room just erupts, you yeah. know? And, like, that press conference especially was just, like, having three of those, like, never happens. I think um, when Sony, a couple years before that, did uh, the... Game trading thing? The game trading oh, yeah. thing and all that stuff and the price, like, those were really big You're moments, too. because you were on screen at that conference. Yeah, and, and when me and Greg and Colin were on the screen, that was really cool. No, but this year, totally. I think, uh, especially Final Fantasy VII for me, personally, because I'm not really a Shenmue guy, um... Man, that was such a cool moment, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, second to that would have to be uh, Cloud and Smash Brothers was just a really cool surprise. Do you have any yeah, cool, that was a cool, was... cool non Final Fantasy ones. <laughs> and also when they announced you that new theater rhythm game, playing the playing a game. I have one. Yeah. Uh, walk, oh, oh, playing in gaming. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's great. I, I did the Thanksgiving dish thing. Yeah, no, you 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 <laughs> named a bunch of things you haven't actually played that are just things that happen in the video game. <laughs> Ideas. I misunderstood. What's, what's your... uh, mine was playing uh, Walker Assault in Star Wars Battlefront on Endor for the first time. Um, like I'm a Return of the Jedi is my favorite movie of all time, and it's my favorite Star Wars movie, and they, that's one of my favorite scenes from that movie. Uh, and I can play it, yeah, which is like 
what? Like yeah. I'm just yeah. watching speeder. Like I had I had a I had just, I was grinning ear to ear the first time. Now I played Walker Assault on Hoth and Celest and Tatooine, but this is the first time it kind of randomly popped up. Or was like you're playing on Endor, and I'm like, oh, that's right, you can do that. I like when you say that you you played Walker Assault on Hoth and Celest and Tatooine. It sounds like you're having a stroke while saying difficulty yeah. levels. Yeah, Hoth um, but the second all of these like these ships start coming in and people come in on speeder bikes mm-hmm. and you're shooting one off and there's it's like 40 players at the same time oh, it's nuts. and you're, you're running through the hallways and shutting down the generators and all this other stuff and it's just like and like, Y wings are coming. Yeah, as as you're running, like the 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 grass and the leaves and the clovers are bending underneath your, your feet and it's just like what. Yeah, this is this. I hope it, when you just look over, a tree falls over. And yeah, like, who yeah. did that? Battlefront is seriously everything in that game is so pretty. It's yeah. like almost distracting. As weird as that sounds, like there are so many moments where it's like I really do just like stop and look around sometimes. And like I'm it's like, it's God. weird that it's been what how many years since the PS3 launched or PS4 launched? Two, three, two, two three, two, two. 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 We're we're terrible. At it this. is two. two. It's two exactly two. Yeah. Yes, um, and this is the 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 most. This game is the most I felt like I'm. Like this is my Mario sixty four moment mm-hmm. of oh, this generation totally of just sort of like yes. this is next gen yep. right here like this watching this happen uh, and just like sitting there with my headphones on giant TV mm-hmm. in front of me and playing this game and being like this is the Star Wars like dream I've always wanted to be able yeah to also play. I think the correlation between how pretty that game is uh, how much is going on and. The fact that it's online and the load times are not bad at yeah. all. Like it's yeah. really it's pretty, it's, it's pretty sixty frames per second. Yeah, it's, it's just like, bonkers. What? How did you guys yeah. do this? Yeah, yeah. No, this... I've definitely had some some pretty exciting Battlefront moments. We should, I really wish we talked about that because that's all I did this weekend. But yeah, like, me too. Um, yeah, my my I, Phantom Pain was like a game that I sw- I swear I feel like I've been waiting for my entire life. Mm-hmm. And just the, there was a moment I think specifically when I was just like. Just I'm geared up and I'm in my leopard print camo and I've got a dog with me and the dog has an eye patch or maybe I have a robot that I painted pink I don't know and while I'm in this helicopter and I'm just blaring Hall and Oates and I'm yep. like yeah why is this a game <laughs> I don't know what's going on but I'm really happy about it and it's, I, I had that same moment in that game and I talked about it in the show but there's that one escort mission where you have to get right before you fight the Metal Gear for the first time and you have uh, your you have your dog, and you're you're in your walker, and on the back of your walker is that that like knocked out scientist you're carrying, and a giant robot shows up to fight, and it's just like you're in funny robot legs and camo, and like they're playing Final Countdown, and there's a dog next to you, and I'm just like all of these things are coming together at the exact same time and making just the most gorgeous painting. Like yeah. this yeah. is so much fun. No, it's yeah. crazy. Like yeah. that, and there's never going to be a game like that again. No. Uh, yeah, I think I think it was the first time that I was like I was far enough into the game and confident with like my skills with it that I was like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to some Kim Wilde and I'm gonna murder a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm just like like Kids in America is one of my favorite songs ever, and I was just like running around this stupid base camp and just like punching people in the face and yeah. like just throwing yeah. people over in boxes and God, the dog biting it's just people. Been really good for those moments. Like I was yeah. just thinking, like I'm sure you think the same thing, but pretty much any boss in Bloodborne, like oh, the moment you yeah. like Vicar Amelia or Father Gasciglione. Do you know? Remember when you get out of the you get like some some you screw up something, you end up in that prison area. Oh yeah, and then you walk out and you're like, I'm safe. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's just like. <laughs> and it's just giant nightmare horse shows up, skeleton creep thing. Yeah, and I beat him on my first try, yep. and it was just like I was screaming, I was pumped. Like my wife had to come in and be like, "Honey, calm down," because I was just like, ah! "I killed him." Yeah, I was. Um, I had a bunch of people over the other day where I was just like, like Friday night or something, and I'm sitting there, I'm playing Battlefront, and like 
there's I think four people around me who are having a conversation like human beings and I'm just like playing it and I throw a, a grenade at Darth Vader's face and it blows up and it's like you get 400 points and I'm like yes and everyone just kind of turns and looks at me and I'm like, sorry <laughs> go back to your sorry, conversation yeah. about life yeah. or whatever it is you do over there so what, what was think, yours Marty? Uh, I think the, the bosses uh, a lot of the deaths in Until Dawn uh, which those were like incredible moments where I'm like wow I really messed this up and that character is gone forever I did not do this well no. um, and then I think my, the, my favorite written and delivered scene of the year is in the finale of Tales from the Borderlands sort of the, the, the Reese, Reese and the Handsome Jack uh, yeah. without spoiling it is just super emotional yeah wow. it's really weird for me to say having obviously worked there but yeah I mean like some of mine really are tales because I care bias. about franchise a lot I mean yeah You're of course like, how much did they pay you in money to do the thing with the saying it uh, but no it's, it's I, what do you mean a, a girl will play a game with her hand <laughs> As a uh, Borderlands fan, don't for a long their time, hair get stuck in disk drive? <laughs> I give up. Yes, no, please, please. no, no, I'm done. I mean, that's all. No, no, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're dumb. Well, those are all our right. favorite video game moments of 2015. That was Rapid Fire. For more of that, head on over to the podcast Facebook group Beyond, and you know, it. yeah, yeah. This is that time of year when hopefully people get new games to play, yeah. and the yes, weather gets totally. crappy enough that you yeah. have an excuse to stay inside and play them. Yep. This has been an awesome year for games so yes. far. Mm-hmm. It's yep. gonna get better next year. We are at that wonderful sweet spot in the console life cycle the playstation 4 is kicking ass yep. what do you guys want what's yep. your best time of the game tell us anything say hi what do you like to eat on thanksgiving or yep. any other day of the year email let us, us know email us beyond at ign.com uh, also you can start terrifying. leaving comments in the uh, uh we're gonna draw some questions from the comment section of uh the article that goes up with each episode too for next week's and yeah. to answer you and in advance greg and colin aren't here anymore that's the most frequently <laughs> asked question where they are you can go find them they're over at kind of funny they're doing great stuff over there mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, and start thinking about. I, I assume we'll talk about 2016 predictions sometime in the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely. Uh, start thinking about that stuff. Yeah, we'll be back next week with a, our final pre PSX show. Yes, and, and yeah, just going to plug Pre-S-X? that. Uh, yeah. well, that sounded weird. PSX. <laughs> it's the four play show. Sounds like PSX. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, um, <laughs> Big we will be streaming a pre and post show at so 9.30 a.m. on the 5th uh, leading up to the PlayStation Conference. Yeah, at Saturday, 10. Yep. 9.30 a.m. PT. Yep. You two fools will probably have to be on it. Yep. Because you're the handsome talkies. Thanks yeah, and we'll lot. probably have some kind of reactions after too. I'm I'm super excited to see what happens at PSX. Uh, I the conference last year was actually really good, and Sony has been killing it so far this year. I think yeah. TGS went great. I think Paris Games Week was great. Yeah, so. yeah, we know we know a couple things, and they're very cool. And I think you guys are going to be super jazzed about them. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And after that, there's only 12 more conventions left for 2015, and we're all done. There's Idaho <laughs> Games Month and Kentucky yeah. Emma Watcon. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Watcon. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, beyond. 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 Gotta be a hound. Beyond. All night long. Beyond. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.